you know, I have long thought that one of the one of the neat jobs to have in this city would be to run the the Peru Museum of Nature and Science. It'd be kind of a spooky place to walk around at night, I guess, alone. But Linda Silver is the Eugene McDermott CEO of the Peru Museum of Nature and Science. Joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Oh, I'm glad to be back, David. Thank you for having me. And I do have the best job in Dallas. But it is kind of spooky at night, isn't it? It's not spooky at night. It's actually kind of fun at night. We have, you know, 200 events after hours here in the evenings. So we're we're not always dark, if if that's what you're thinking. Well, and, and, and actually, that's one of the things I want to talk about. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about return to normalcy. I, I guess you're going to have school groups coming back again in the fall? Yes, actually, we started to see school field trips coming back in great numbers in April and May, so at the end of the school year, and we are really hopeful that in the fall, we'll start to see more and more school groups coming back. They're normally, you know, a quarter of a million individuals in our overall attendance in the year, so we missed them during the two COVID years. On, on many levels, and I, and I know they missed you, too. So, so what, but you talk about the events, because I remember pre-COVID, mm-hmm. being invited to lots of social events and business receptions were there. I know there were bar mitzvahs, there were weddings, wedding receptions, everything else there. Is that back filling up again, the schedule? Yes, so all of those events are starting to come back. We've been having all kinds of weddings. Corporate events are starting back up. And then something that we started last summer and are continuing this summer are our Thursday nights on tap, which is a 21 and up event. We have the museum opened for from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. We have live music out on our plaza. We have food trucks. We have beer gardens and alcohol throughout the building. So it's an opportunity for people to come and see the museum without children. Um, as much as we love them, it's really fun to experience the museum that way. And so that's one thing that has also been building back our attendance and our reach to a lot of 20 and 30 somethings. You know, and I would guess, I would guess that your walk up traffic has only gotten better for that because, because you really become, you're in a neighborhood now. Victory is beginning to fill out. I mean, there were office buildings because all those people disappear at five o'clock mm-hmm. if they come to work. But there are a lot of multi there's a lot of multifamily that's been built across the street and around you. And you've got to find some way to appeal to them. But I mean, you'd be a good sort of city center for all those people, I would think. We are. We are. um, Many of these Thursday nights actually sell out. So we encourage people to buy their tickets online as opposed to just walking up. Um, but, we, you know, we're seeing eight, nine hundred people in evening for those events. And yeah, but, how many right. are, but how many are from the apartments that are around you? Oh, I suspect a lot are from the apartments that are around us, but we also have tons of Ubers who are coming down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had really interesting partnerships with um groups like Bumble who want to sponsor those kinds of evenings. And so we're drawing from the larger Metroplex as well as just the neighborhood. Well, it's got to get crowded around there. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, is I don't know if you've seen the headlines. I bet you have right next door to you. They're going to build the tallest building in North Texas and maybe in Texas. That is going to, it's going to change the nature of the neighborhood for you. Isn't it? Absolutely. And in addition to that, the almost 12 acres next to us where the current North End apartments are, 
all of that over the next 10 to 15 years, starting in September of this year, is going to be completely reimagined. Um, as you know, and has been in the news, that's where Goldman Sachs is going to land. And building on that, there will be multifamily, retail, and other things going on down there as well. So we're really thinking about what it is that we need to do to transform our outside space so that it works seamlessly with the 11 acres that's going to be next to us. Yeah, I would think I would think it's probably going to be disruptive during the construction period, but sort of a sort of an annuity of, of activity and and probably guests for a long time to come. Yep. And from an operation standpoint, we will do everything we can to make sure parking and the access in and out of the museum is as, as easy as it can be for our visitors. But you're right. There will be some um, challenge around the construction, but we welcome it. All right. So you've got a great permanent exhibit with all those spooky dinosaurs. Right there. But <laughs> I don't know I, I, why you think dinosaurs are spooky. Haven't you ever seen that movie where they 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 have in the museum at night and they all come night at the mind? museum? There you go. That's that's <laughs> what I'm thinking about. But also, but so for this summer, you've had Dr. Jane Goodall walking around in there in a hologram with just a remarkable exhibit. And I know it's winding up, and I guess it'll be there what through the beginning of September. But how's the pipeline filling up for for uh, traveling exhibits and 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 shows? Is that back running again post COVID? Great question. Yes, it's back up and running, and we we do have the Becoming Jane exhibit, which is beautiful. And if you're a fan of Jane Goodall or the environment, this is definitely an exhibition you should see. We. Um, uh, following that, once it's closed, we will be opening a brand new exhibition, traveling exhibition on the science behind Pixar, which is really, oh, really? exciting. Mm -hmm. So that will open in November and um, we'll we'll go from there. Well, that ought to be a great target for kids, but adults also. I had to say, so is this, this is in cooperation with Pixar? They put it together? It is. They did. They put it together in conjunction with the Boston Museum of Science. So it is developed as a science museum exhibition. It's uh, I've, I've had an opportunity to see it. It's large. It's got a lot of really interesting interactives where you can essentially be an employee at Pixar and try on the different roles and see everything that goes into the making of these really beloved films. I mean, the technology is just mind blowing, right? Well, that, that ought to go, like, go over like gangbusters. That, I so, think so. so. Let me ask you. So the first time we talked, you had been recruited in to, to take over the Perot. You've been there long enough and obviously you've been there through, through COVID that you know you have the linda silver stamp on it what is that i mean is this a place that you want to keep working with do you have a do you have the right configuration do you need more space what what Good questions what's your thought so i've been here five years and what i'm really excited about is that in december the perot museum will turn 10 years old so this entire year, we've been kind of leading up to that 10th anniversary celebration. We've had a number of different community engagements throughout that. It's really exciting to be part of an organization at a milestone like this. Um, and I should mention that the chairs of our 10th anniversary celebration are Dirk and Jessica Nowitzki. Oh, really? So, yes. Yeah, so that's been awesome. really fun. But it's also given us this great opportunity to say, to celebrate everything that we have accomplished in the last 10 years, 
but a moment in time to say, so what do we want to be for the next 10 years? And that's what's really exciting us. Um, You know, I think 10 years ago, there was the expectation perhaps that we would do another capital build, another building next to the museum. That is not um, in our plans right now. And instead, we've really decided to focus and invest in in really four different pillars, if you will. One of those pillars is activating our outdoor space. So the three acres that we own contiguous to us, um, we're really starting to focus attention there, especially with the the three acres. Is that is that it's west of you? parking lot right now? Oh, 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 yes. Okay. Yep. And so that is prime real estate in the right. middle of downtown with an 11, almost 12 acre project that's happening next door to us. And so this is a great opportunity for us to think about how we activate outdoors so that when the weather is good, not now, but when the weather is good, people will come and enjoy us, enjoy exhibits and activities and programs out of doors. It gives us an opportunity to create some community space. So people who might not be comfortable coming into the museum right away, have an opportunity to get to know us, if you will, on our front porch, and hopefully we'll um, incentivize them to come into the museum. Um, It's a project that we're really excited about. And long-term, there's a plan for the dart for a dart rail line to come across that space with a dedicated museum stop. Yeah, that would be outstanding. What about there's one thing you probably can't do anything about, but I bet you would like to deal with, and that is it's not the Great Wall of China, it's the Great Wall of downtown Dallas that separates you to the south. The elevation, I mean the Clyde Warren Park up the street took place and it evened out. But you've got this gigantic elevated expressway just south of you. And it really, it kind of cuts you off to the south. And a lot of construction, a lot of multifamily and office construction that, that, is, that is growing over on that side. That's a really good observation. Now, one thing we're really excited about is Clyde Warren Park's expansion is coming down a block or a deck, if you will, closer to us, which brings the park, you know, makes it that much more accessible. And then you do have when you the have road a highway or something like that to the mm-hmm. yeah they'll they'll do one more deck over the highway down towards the Perot Museum, and then with the development that I talked about earlier that's happening next door to us that borders Field Street and Field Street of course borders the museum and then goes under Woodall Rogers right. and a redevelopment of that to really make it a pedestrian friendly right. safe road. I think will change the way that people on the other side of Woodall Rogers are able to access the museum and to use us. So, um, and again, with the dart line coming across as well, I think that that'll increase access to different neighborhoods. So we're excited about that. You you won't need the parking lot if you got the, if you got the dart (laughs) line coming right there. Linda Silver is the uh, Eugene McDermott CEO of the Perot Museum of Nature and Science and has the the coolest job in in North Texas. We always enjoy our visits. Thank you. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.